Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Context Machine. This is episode 641. I'm Brian Jaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamut. Oh, hey, God, that's so cool. I know. It's so cool. I get to hang out with Brian Chaffin, and Brian Chaffin gets to hang out with Jeff Gamut. Ah, uh, lucky me. And lucky me. Um, also lucky everyone else, because we have a website they can go check out. Contextmachine.io. Uh, Contextmachine.io. What, what is this new interface I've got on it? You can also use Contextmachine.io <laughs> to reach out to us. You can find us on Mastodon at Context Machine. You can also find me on the threads at Geekdales. Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me on some of the stuff too. Mastodon, Instagram, threads, whatevs. Jay Gamut, that's me everywhere. So they took away the menu from the top on Apple TV? I, I, I just, like, I just updated. It, 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 it literally came, came back up from the update process after I, you know, said, hello, welcome to the context machine. I am so glad that you're staying up on current events. <laughs> um, seriously, though, what's, uh, what's the deal? Okay, so what's different? Uh, okay, so when your Apple TV booted back up, everything looks the same. It's when you go into the TV app, that's where you're going to see the big differences. Okay. By the way, everyone, just for your context, because context machine, we're talking about the TVOS 17.2 update. Right. 17.2. I don't know that I like this, but I, I am, I definitely can be change resistance, resistant. I, I was hesitant to be excited about this before it rolled out. Yeah. Because there are plenty of of uh, services that have the the left sidebar thing where it's just set up poorly. Uh, I actually do like what Apple did here, and and I like that the channels that I have they show up as part of that sidebar as well. Yeah, I do like that a whole lot. I was just noticing that you can actually tell what it is you're selecting. In that sidebar, unlike in the regular grid view, where the where when when you have something that you're on but haven't clicked on yet, it gets just like a fraction of a point larger. So you can actually tell what it is you're about to select in the sidebar. Well, I also can apparently now use the Paramount app because. And that's unusual because I had Paramount subscribed through a bundle. Yeah, and I, I could find individual shows, but I could never use the the actual Paramount app. So I could find individual shows through Apple TV and watch them through the Apple TV app. But that's I was, how the bundle works. Well, right, but I just well, it, that actually could have been a. That could have been... We'll work through this together. No, no, so, no, no. It's, if it's, you, it's, it's seeing... It, I'm, I'm, um, I'm able to watch episodes, choose episodes from the app now. So watch you them. have the, the Paramount Plus app installed separately. Yes. 
and you're seeing content in there. Yes. And that's, a, that's a change. That's a change that I welcome. That would definitely be a change. If, yeah, if you're, if you're doing that, that bundle thing, because, uh, the way that has worked previously is, uh, you, you access all your Paramount plus content from within the TV app, which only helps if you know what you're looking for. Cause there was, there was no search list. in there too. Yeah, you can search, but there was no list of, hey, these are the shows that are on Paramount. That's how I would find stuff. I I would go through the list in the TV app. Uh, I would select the, I would click on the, the Paramount icon. And then it would take me to the Paramount interface where I would just have grids and grids of all the shows. The part that was crappy was that it didn't seem like there was any organization to them and they weren't always in the same order. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It's okay for you to be wrong, Brian. So it's it's interesting that they have taken away the, the, the top menu entirely. The, the, Cause I mean, that's been a, that's been kind of a, a thing for the Apple yeah. TV app for a long time. Yeah. Well, the, the TV app put it, putting everything in the sidebar. It made sense to not have the old thing with the options across the top anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I appreciate that you're change resistant. Um, just roll with it for a little bit. And no, I think I'll be, I'll be just fine with this change. I, I think you will too. Once I started playing with it, uh, I very quickly uh, found out that I prefer it to having the, the menu options across the top. Right. It also makes it a now. lot easier to switch between user accounts. If, uh-huh. if you have multiple accounts in there, because that, if you look at the top of that uh, uh, sidebar, if you have multiple accounts, you can just click on the current account and it gives you a pop-up where you just choose the others. It It's nice. I uh, don't have uh, any, any other accounts, so I lost interest in what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone else... If uh, if you're like me, and for whatever reason you might have multiple accounts, uh, there you go. It's easier to switch between them now. So, um, array for I'm, Apple for doing that. Array for Apple. I'm going to mute while my dogs bark. Yeah. See, the the dogs are happy about this as well. Yeah, um, they are. They they get it. Yeah. There there could be lots of dogs barking. I've got neighbors with dogs and. And they have a guest dog, and the guest dog apparently cannot stand not to be barking. And of course, that will sometimes set off my dogs. I'm and I'm watching. That is very frustrating. And and the dog I'm watching is on alert. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, if there's dogs barking, I'm sorry. See what I'm hearing. You tell me is that you actually have enough dogs immediately available to you right now that you could do the jingle bells dog chorus song. Yeah. That's 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 about right. Yeah. Yeah. So um 
Slow Horses. Yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot. Season, Me too. Season three just started. I think We're we, what, four episodes in? I think Is that right? Three, isn't it? I don't know. I have an app I could check. It's three or four. It's certainly one of the two. But um, it, it, so here's, here's, here's the, here's the real reason I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I love this show, but I also love the books and I love the show more. So like, okay. I mean, like for me, it's usually if I love the books, I might be okay with the show, you know, it, you know, it's, it's usually, it's usually one or the other is going to be better. And, and while the Apple TV show is better, I, I love the books. The book's great. The books are fantastic. I've read all the books that are out. I think eight of them. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the, I had, a, I had an immediate side rail. Do you, do you know Reacher? I, I know Reacher. I haven't been watching it, but yeah, I know Reacher. So Reacher is, let's just say that I particularly like the TV show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that, um, I don't know. I don't know how much I, I you know, I'm not supposed to. Bad mouth. But anyway, so the second season just started for mm-hmm. Reacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought the first season was great. The fellow they've got playing Reacher is, is really good. They uh, they unfolded the show in, a, in an excellent manner. The second season skips to book 11. There's like oh, thir- okay. there's 30 books in this dang series. Oh, holy crap. Okay. Yeah, I gave up after book five. I I find I'd had enough, and um, uh, but this one it actually it skips to book eleven. So the other books in between probably not worth. I, I don't uh, know. turning I don't into know. shows. I don't. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't found any interviews on the on the topic, but I did find that interesting. I mean, I don't think they were ever pl- – there was no chance that they were ever going to make 30 seasons of the show. So, you know, that – that so, you know, like having so many books and being willing to skip around really kind of frees you to pick and choose for sure. Sure. But anyway, regardless, I like the books for Slow Horses. I think they're great. I I mm-hmm. I thoroughly like them, and the show does deviate. Sometimes it's always it's always kind of like a, the deviations in the show are like they're they're tiny they're tiny tweaks so they don't ever seem to differ to, to to deviate from the from the main story arc but they might have little characters go in slightly different directions or have slightly different things happen to them but it's it's All really right, I have minor. a question for you then yeah um since you've read the books. You're watching this the episodes. Do you feel like the the deviations that you're seeing are deviations just for the sake of doing that, or is it because we're getting the story 
told in a different medium. And it's appropriate to make those deviations because you're telling a television story versus a book story. So what you're asking me, Jeff, is mm-hmm. are these is this is this is this show like the Game of Thrones where they told things differently to tell things differently? I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> I'm still oh, I'm yeah. still bitter about the 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 deviations in the show for Game of Thrones. Anyway, I, I feel like um, the 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 changes are probably. Uh, because they're in a different medium, and uh, it's the, it might sometimes be because they don't want to add the extra actors, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's understandable, I think. And uh, no, I, I feel like I feel like the changes in the show are done to improve the show, to to make it a better show, to make it a better story told via a show. Well. Having not read the books, holy crap, the writing on Slow Horses, the the series, the TV series, this is like top-notch stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, do you know who the producer is, right? It's Graham Yost, the same guy that did uh, Justified. Okay, okay. No, I didn't realize that. Maybe, maybe if I paid attention to the opening credits, I would have. Uh, yep, yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, regardless... Uh, um, the you know, gosh, Gary Oldman's character is so great. Oh, I absolutely love the way uh, Oldman is playing uh, Lamb Jackson Lamb. Yes, he manages to convey the absolutely disgusting, fat, old, farting man who could kick your ass if he could be bothered. He manages to, to portray that well. Oh yeah. But uh, Oldman's a, a fantastic actor. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think they're, I think they're all really good actors. Oh yeah. I, and uh, uh, who's it? Jonathan price. They even were able to get him into the show. Jonathan, price. all three seasons. Jonathan price. Jonathan Bryce. Uh, Rivers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, grandfather. He's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, slow horses. Yeah. Um, so, I find it. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers here. Okay. But I find it very interesting that they could make um, Lady die. More the good guy. Um, do, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? The blonde woman, the older woman, who's just like this very powerful presence who works in, oh. the, in the park. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Right. In the, the, I, I just needed the some context. Yep. I know first, who you're talking about. First two seasons, you know, she's... Like you know, clearly out for herself and stuff, but uh, they 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 did find a way to make her look better in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. Yeah. Awesome writing. Yeah. It's it's awesome. And great acting. Yeah. It's every every single like I I wish I could be, if I could binge this I would not get anything done for a day. 
I can appreciate that. Um, when, when they dropped episodes one and two of season three on the same day, mm-hmm. I had planned on, it's so cute how I think I'm going to watch just the one episode. Mm-hmm. It ends and I immediately started episode yeah, two. Same. My schedule be damned. Same. Same. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. I strongly recommend it. You should probably watch it from the beginning. Yeah. Be, and, and not because, because it's awesome. Yes. There you go. Yeah. It's not like you really need to watch season one to understand season two to yeah. understand season three. Right. right. But it's just really great storytelling. Yeah. And each season is basically uh, uh, an encapsulated storyline. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a the great. I mean, Gramios is probably one of the best TV tellers around right now. Um, based on what I'm seeing in Slow Horses, I cannot find a way to argue that with you. Uh, yeah, right. Fair enough. Yay, yeah. maybe. Yeah, you. Hey, uh, can you maybe briefly catch me up on what I actually need to do and where I need to go to sort of jump up in uh, Doctor Who? Oh, sure. Like, like, uh, do you want to get caught up enough uh, so you understand enough so that you can watch the the uh, specials that have come out just recently? Uh, yeah. Yes. No, yes. I, I, I know you told me before that I needed to watch the, the, the last episode of the last full season. Yeah. And, um, then there, um, you should also go back and watch, um, a couple episodes from the 10th doctor and, um, um, hold on. I need to look up the episode names. It's it's the episodes where where um they get all the people together. And um um hold on. I'm doing um Google search right now. Let's see. Um is it I think it's a stolen earth. Where are these shows currently streaming? Disney plus. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Okay. I'll figure it out. Yeah. You can watch all of it. Um, Yeah. I I'd say uh, stolen earth. And uh, it's the, there's like a couple episodes that all tie together, starting with stolen earth. And um, it's like Stolen Earth and, hold on, Stolen Earth, Journey's End. Watch those two. Okay. Thank and, you. And. Um, because I, I, yeah, I want, so the, those I, are, I, I, I'm really interested in the new Doctor. And uh, uh, I certainly want to see David Tennant's uh, performance in the Christmas stuff that's been going on. Uh, he's, he's, I know everyone has a favorite Doctor. Uh, and Matt a doctor Smith. that they don't like. Matt Smith and is, is the is the correct answer for favorite doctor. 
and uh, and you know i jump around depending on who i'm watching at the time um so but uh david tennant as the doctor he just does a great job he does he is and he, he is an amazing actor period he was great in mm-hmm. doctor who period but no one can touch matt smith's old man with infinite depth Trans, you know, in one second to four-year-old exuberant boy in the next. Yeah, Matt Smith is just a a, a genius. Um, all right, so that first season of Matt Smith as a doctor, I had a really hard time getting through the season because each episode I felt was really weak, and. Um, and then they they do the first Christmas special with him after that season. And I'm watching. I'm like, man, this is really good. So I went back and rewatched the season. And I realized I didn't like it, not because of Matt Smith, but because Stephen Moffat wrote bad episodes. Yeah. They were all weak. They were and weak. Matt Smith was able to actually carry those episodes and turn them into something that at least you could watch. Yeah. Uh, I, think I mean, and that's saying a lot. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, well, no, um, uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. She, she helped a lot, but, um, if Matt Smith hadn't been there to play the doctor and, uh, and take these, these weak scripts and just like really lift them up, Man, that would not have been a, a season that I could have even got through at all. Yeah, fair the enough. problem was that Stephen Moffat was so focused on doing um, his Sherlock series with Benedict Cumberbatch because he was doing that at the same time. Yeah, he was phoning and, in uh, Doctor Who, that, that and he was phoning in Doctor Who. And but when you go and watch the uh, the Sherlock specials or episodes with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, you can see where he was putting his effort. And those are really good. Anyhow. So episode, or excuse me, season four, episodes 12 and 13, the stolen earth journeys. end. I think those would be really helpful. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So we've got GM can go beep itself. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, for that one, I, I was quite surprised when uh, GM doubled down on on. Um, so we talked about this reasoning. We talked about this uh, many episodes ago, where yeah. GM said that they were they were going to. In particular, this was at this point when we first talked about it. It was specifically about uh, the next version of my car, twenty twenty four, the twenty 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 four Blazer. In particular, the electric version was not going to have CarPlay or uh, Android, whatever Android Auto, yeah, support uh, because because they wanted to sell more subscriptions for their crappy GM services. Like that's the that's that's the reason they like they're not going to include this because they want to sell more subscriptions. And 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 we talked about that, and they have since come out and said that, no, we're just going to drop Android and CarPlay across the board. Right. And the reason they're giving is because 
Android Auto and CarPlay, they're just not safe for drivers. That's the most recent reason. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. And that's that's what came out uh, just a few days ago. Yeah. yeah that, so GM that, is saying that the that that these services, CarPlay and Android Auto, they have connection or connectivity issues and, and they just they went down the list of all these problems with CarPlay and Android Auto. And the ridiculous part on top of the the ridiculousness that the whole thing is, is that the problems that they listed can all be traced back to the crappy Bluetooth and other connectivity hardware pieces that GM is putting in their cars. It's not the platforms. It's the hardware that GM is using. Okay. I will say that I've owned my last two cars have been GM cars. Uh, I had a Chevy Equinox. And I've currently got the the Blazer RS and mm-hmm. the 2020 Blazer RS. And I got the Blazer RS because my CarPlay integration was so good on the Equinox. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's nonsense. And it is also nonsense to say that we're less likely to pick up our phones if we can't see anything on the dash, which is essentially what their what their what their safety play is. Yeah. So so instead what will happen for people that that choose to buy GM cars even though they don't have CarPlay integration, they will now have to pick up their phone to do everything. And and they and there, will do there, that. There are plenty of people who will do that. So yeah. it's it's it is it is beyond frustrating and it is beyond it is it is maddening. They I mean the the the, the the re uh, the supposed reasoning of we're going to take this away because we want to sell more of our crap because we want to 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 make you have to pay subscriptions rather than letting you use the free services that you are that you already have it's just it's just infuriating i hope i hope that people stop buying gm cars Based on this, especially Apple fans, uh, well, and Android fans, there are a lot of people that, anecdotally, I have heard saying that they are not going to buy a GM car anymore because it doesn't have CarPlay. Yeah, dollars to donuts. My next car, which isn't wouldn't be for several years, would have been an electric Blazer. I mean, I, I am. I mean, that that that's what I would buy today if I were going to buy a car, and it's probably again would probably. I mean, I have I have really enjoyed my Chevy Blazer, and uh, I. Uh, but I will not be buying a car that does not support CarPlay. I don't like no no car that does that that that. that does not support CarPlay is going to be in my driveway. Yeah, I totally get it. And um, yeah, my car does not have CarPlay, but that's only because it wasn't an option uh, on the 2013 Prius. Sure. However, I'm at some point going to put an aftermarket CarPlay head into that car because I want CarPlay. I want yeah, CarPlay it, too. It matters. 
I want CarPlay. Yeah. Christina, I, I'm with you. And a lot of and a lot of people want CarPlay or Android Auto. And uh, and GM's move is not going to serve its customers in a positive way. That this is this is all about a money grab and and putting the uh, the bank account for GM over the uh, the value for the users. Yeah, but I'm I'm wondering how. I mean, how is this? If they could sell the same amount of cars and suddenly sell a significantly, uh, I mean, like even twenty percent of those cars buying their 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 crappy services, I get how that would be a win. But I feel like there's mm-hmm. lots of people who who want their Android Auto and want their CarPlay. I feel like there's lots of people who want Google Maps and Apple Maps and you know and and and. All of the you know, want their text messages, want their want their phone calls to be you know to be on the dashboard to where they can interact with them. I'm sure there are studies out there that validate what you're saying. Um, instead, because I'm not going to go look them up, I will give you the anecdotal validation for that, which is the ongoing reports that uh, that I've been seeing. Uh, Related to to this, where uh, car salespeople are saying that when people come in to buy a new car, one of the main questions they ask is, does it have CarPlay? And if it doesn't, they want to look at a different car. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. I I also suspect that they're going to backtrack. I think they're going to be forced to backtrack. My guess is that they're going to move forward with this and uh, and it won't be an immediate backtrack. So they're, yes. they're going to roll out whatever thing that they want to do. It's not going to uh, to make customers happy. And eventually, yeah, they're going to have to backtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to that end, if you like CarPlay, you should probably make sure that the car you're going to buy supports it. Yep. You better. Yeah, because there are there are other automakers who don't support it. Rivian doesn't support it. Tesla doesn't support it. Um, there are many. Uh, there are several uh, automakers who don't support either Android Auto or CarPlay. Yep, yep. Hey, I have a question for you that's totally unrelated to all this. Okay, and, and I'm asking completely from uh, from uh, a point of genuine interest. Um. How's it going with your book? Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Um, it's going well. Uh, sales have slowed down, of course, because that's what happens. But mm-hmm. I've sold 134 units, and uh, I'm very nice. I'm, I'm very pleased with those results. Um, if you have bought my book, thank you. If you have bought my book and you've read it, please leave me a review. Anyway. Where, wherever you can leave a review. As a matter of fact, if you like reading books and you like an author, the best thing you can do for them is to leave a review. And, you know, I didn't know that until you told me. And uh, and the explanation makes sense, but I'm going to, to play straight man for you. Gee, Brian, why should someone leave a review? 
Well, uh, so leaving reviews has a significant impact on sales. Uh, the, the more reviews a book has, the more sales it will, generally speaking, get. And uh, uh, you are, you know, providing. Well, so a lot of a lot of authors don't read their reviews. I have so far been reading all my reviews. They have so far been all amazing. I may change my mind <laughs> when I get a very bad review because I'm sure I will. And uh, uh, my point is that uh, some authors don't don't read the reviews, but even knowing that they have reviews, it's very very validating. Authors are. Generally speaking, a needy bunch of people, right? We all we we we're all looking for pats on the back, and um, uh, uh, you know we're we're looking we're looking for that uh, for that affirmation, and you know so any anything that you can do to provide that if you want to support an author is is useful. Signing up for their newsletters. I don't have a newsletter yet, but signing up for their newsletters is another very, very helpful, beneficial thing that you can do to support an author. Okay, good to know. And uh, and I love that uh, your book is is uh, making sales. That's awesome. Thanks. I am so happy. Seriously, I am genuinely happy that uh, that you have published your book. It's out there and people are buying it. Um, Thanks. I I feel like now, now that uh, I've brought up the, the subject of your book, um, I, I need to play straight man one more time here. Okay. Wait, Brian, you have a book. What is it called? Oh, yeah. What is I it about? I that. It Where can is- I find it? <laughs> I'm I'm so terrible. It's called accidental intelligence. Uh, the the premise is that it's the year twenty one thirty nine, and Mason Truman, private investigator, has a problem. There's a crazy AI named Miranda, and she wants his help. Only when she says she wants his help, she means bait. And um, <laughs> you can find out about it at geektels.com slash book it's a very simple url and um it's it's on it's it's on amazon and or kindle i should say and uh apple books and barnes and noble but you can find links to that oh and google play for whatever that's worth and uh you can find links to that at geektales.com slash book awesome hey as long as i'm derailing us Mm -hmm. i'm gonna derail us again okay um so uh, your your book AI is uh, a part of the you know the the core of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched finished watching a series on Netflix where AI is a core part of the story as well. So I just want to tell people if you have not watched Pluto on Netflix, it's eight episodes long, and it is so well done. It's a uh, uh, for for those of you that that know who Astro Boy is, it is the uh, an Astro Boy story. However, it's not told in the in the way that the uh, the old Astro Boy anime was done. Nor does it use that the Astro Boy stylized uh, animation look. And uh, it it's it's a mystery where where uh, all of the uh, the highest level 
AI robots on Earth are uh, being targeted for murder. And so you have this detective that is trying to solve this case. Mm. And so it, so Astro Boy is actually not the main character in the story. It's, it's a retelling of, of a, of a storyline that's been retold a couple other times uh, in, uh, in Astro Boy. This is a really fresh, modern and compelling uh, telling of this. Cool. So Pluto on Netflix, go check it out. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I should also add, by the way, if, if you're like looking for a Christmas gift that you want to give somebody and you want to give them, say a book that you could give them accidental intelligence, but more specifically, it's probably, uh, I don't think there's any way in heck that someone could order the hardback or the softback from uh, Barnes and Noble and get it before Christmas. So if you're going to order a book to give to someone, uh, you probably want to order the softback from Kindle. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, hey, as long as I'm just like derailing us with uh, with TV shows, mm-hmm. um, did you hear Foundation Season 3? It's been approved. I did hear that. I am looking forward to it. And they, As am I. They also picked up uh, Murderbot, right? The Murderbot uh, Diaries? Yes. And I have not read the books, but I've heard so many people rave about Murderbot Diaries. And um, I, based on what... Uh, what has been done with these other sci-fi properties that have made their way to uh, to Apple TV Plus? I am very much looking forward to Murderbot. Yeah, I feel like Apple's uh, efforts at bringing sci-fi to TV and movies has been excellent. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's lots of other. This this is okay. Here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi in the in the book business is is kind of a a depressed market right now. It's uh it's very much like you know romance and and erotica is all the rage and fantasy is really big and I like sci-fi is just not as as big a deal right now. But this is definitely a, a sort of golden age in sci-fi for TV and movies. Yeah, I you know I'm really enjoying the the different shows. Yeah, it's just wonderful. Shows like The Expanse were fantastic, but I feel mm-hmm. like everything that Apple has touched in the sci-fi uh, world has been excellent. You know what else? I wish that Apple would make. I wish that Apple would make print books an option for for self published authors in particular. Because I feel like if Apple was doing a book, it would be it would be uh, high quality. And I wish they yeah I wish they made they made that an option. I hadn't thought about that, but now that you're saying it, yeah, that would be kind of cool because print print on demand books. Um, I mean Amazon they, they do a perfectly fine job. Yeah, yeah, but, I've, I've gotten copies of all uh, all three versions of my book that have been in print uh that are in print i should say i've ordered and the 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 quality is 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 fine yeah but knowing apple the quality would be uh 
several notches up. Yeah, that. it's possible that they looked at that and decided they couldn't be, they didn't want to because of the expense. Uh, but I, I, I do kind of wish they would do that. I was thinking about that this week. Yeah, well, I hadn't been thinking about it, but now I am. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. So Murderbot uh, is coming. Do we have a date yet? Well, they just signed it, right? Uh, yeah, it was like news this week. So I, it's probably going to be like, you know, late 2024 to even 2025 before it gets. I'm released. betting it'll be 2025. Yeah, that makes sense. But Foundation will probably be in 2024. Uh, I'm sure it will be at least. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, well, to Well, if it is, it's going to be late 2024 would be my guess because because you have a lot, a lot of post-production that goes along with that because it, there, it is so effects-heavy. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure they can do that by 20. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll even be waiting a year from today. For it, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know what impact on upcoming projects that that are just being signed. The uh, the writers and actors strike um, aftermath will have, and when I say aftermath, I mean all of the recovery, getting production back up and running for stuff that was on hold, and and oh, you know, all, fair, all of that. That's a fair point. I'd forgotten we had a strike. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, oh Brian. Uh, uh right. Uh okay, well, uh I think that's uh, that's it for this week. What do you say? Yeah. I I think I've derailed us enough. Okay, well that seems reasonable. And that's this week's context machine. If you have anything to add, comment on or question, you can write us at contextmachinepodcast at gmail.com. Our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. The bass is by Dr. Boom, recorded just for the show. And uh, Jeff, that's that's it for this week, man. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad we do this. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.